you see my wallet? Gee, uh, I don't know. What does it look like? Old, wrinkled, and empty, like my life. <laughs> Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a open? No Man Presents, live from the Nudie Bar, the Married with Children Podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Wow, it is coming down to the wire. We have two episodes to go in season two. This is the Married with Children podcast, and we are live in the nudie bar where hump day means hooters for us guys. Hooters galore, and uh, we are reviewing Father Load. I am joined by the guy who pays Bunny Zachmeyer to look up her dress, Jerry. What's up, Jerry? That was like literally like 20 days ago i don't know why you keep bringing that up uh it's just you're right i'm not gonna mention it again uh and we're also joined by the guy who since day one on this podcast has been studying roadmaps and fondling his keys justin what's up Mm, what's going on what what was that a reference to oh you secretly wanting to leave the show that's all (laughs) well this episode as we said we're coming to the end of season two we have two episodes to go this and one more this was uh, this aired March thirteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, after going with Steve to the racetrack, Al is reluctant to reveal that he won twelve hundred dollars because he knows that Peggy and the kids will take the money for themselves. While Al tries to throw off Peggy's suspicions with sex, Steve asks for increasingly exuberant bribes of Al's racetrack winnings so he will keep his mouth shut about the money. Wow. Jesus. Well, that was it. Guys, uh, great show. It just it felt like the longest thing I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, that's it is what it is. Al goes to the racetrack with Steve, wins a ton of money, and basically he has to hide it. And Al has, like, no common sense with hiding. Think about it. It's It's like 10, 12 pieces of paper. <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> Not only that, but, like, even towards the end when he's playing with the thing he bought, it's like, why are you doing that right in the living room? Yeah, that was just stupid. Go to the basement, go to the garage, go somewhere where you have a little bit of time, but, like, hiding the money was worse. You literally hid the money. You had the money in your hands in front of your wife who's sleeping in the bed. I was like, Al, you're, you're, Al sometimes is the dumbest person ever. I can't blame him for wanting to hide the money. Hell, he lost over $30 in the opening scene. Where do you hide your money? I, I, it's in my bank account and no one has <laughs> access to my bank account but me. If you were going to hide it in your house, where would you hide it? I mean, I'd probably hide it somewhere here in my office, like in one of my VHS uh, clamshells or something. Alex? Um, the only thing I could consider hidden money of mine is I've been, my job has a credit union, you know, everything's like automatic deposit now and stuff. So I've been putting a hundred dollars a week into my credit union for a couple of years. Uh, I guess that could be considered hidden money. Um, 
the rest goes in my bank and me and my wife don't have like a joint bank account. We don't do that. She just gives me a set amount of money every month and then helps out with shopping like for food. And that's about it. Otherwise, I pay everything else. So there's no real reason to hide money. Reese and I do that exact same thing. She gives me money to pay the bills and she has her own money. I have my own money. I don't have access to her bank account. Nothing. We don't fight about money because our money is completely separate. She doesn't get pissed off when I buy something stupid and I don't get pissed off when she spends $20 on a slice of kale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, if I was going to hide money, which I'm like you guys, I don't even have money, like physical money ever. Like it's so rare that I have like actual dollar bills somewhere. You know what I mean? It's I just I use credit cards and bank cards. Well, coincidentally, I do have like four hundred and fifty dollars stashed away right now. But it's it's just in my dresser drawer in the bedroom and. My wife goes in there to put our my socks in there and stuff. So like she sees it sitting there. But oh damn it! I was gonna try to sell that information to her. <laughs> we don't uh we don't rob each other really. Yeah, it never has come to that. So I could leave it there. It's all right. You know what? This episode is a prime example of what someone in in our Facebook group talked about, and we've talked about recently on the past couple of shows. Uh, not only is Peggy just an asshole, but so are the kids. <laughs> there were so many times in this episode that I am literally just like, I would have divorced her. I would have divorced the kids, everybody. I would have just left. This is a depressing way to start this episode off, <laughs> especially for an episode that starts off with the double virgins rule. Uh, and it starts off with a double dip. Yeah, a triple dip. Yeah, the kids get money from his wallet without his knowledge from Peg, and she takes 20, they get five each. I assume they get another five each. Yeah, when they put the wallet in his jacket, they put their hands out. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, these kids have no remorse, they have no empathy at all for Al. It's pretty amazing. Morning, Al. Ah, isn't it great to be alive? <laughs> Let me just stand aside and give you a better view of the little woman. <laughs> Hey, Peg, listen, I know you were uh, planning to fix me some nice nothing for supper, but you better freeze it, because uh, Steve and I are going to the track tonight. That really hurts, Al. You know, I purposely didn't ask you for any money today, and now you're going to go blow it at the track. That's where all your money goes, you know. No, I don't think so, Peg. See, I've never woken up in the middle of the night to find a quarter horse going through my wallet. <laughs> Gee, if you don't have enough money for the track. Oh, heck, we're buddies. I guess I can find someone else to go with me. Uh, uh, thanks, Steve, but uh, I got enough for a couple of bets, and hell, there's always that fountain at the mall people throw pennies in. I can go dredging on my lunch hour. Great, let's go. I'll drive you to work and pick you up. We'll leave from there. Oh, Steve, uh, if you're going to the track, be sure to bet whatever Al bets, because as you can see, he's a winner. <laughs> there's no way Peg is reading uh, Sports Time magazine. I didn't even notice that. Was that what <laughs> she was reading? Either. <laughs> yeah, sports time. I mean, I was paying attention to magazines, but that wasn't the magazine for this episode. Take it easy, Al. It happens. Doesn't happen to me. It's never, never happened to me. What, what am I going to do? How am I going to tell Peg? Look, you just have to be brave. Just come right out and tell her. Peg, I won $1,250. <laughs> the first time in my life I won a trifecta. I've got $1,200 in my pocket. Do you know what would happen if I told Peg? 
Steve, meet Peg. <laughs> Peg, I've got money. Trifecta, a bet in which the person betting forecasts the first three finishers in a race in the correct order. Oh, oh so you have to get so first, you have to pick the winner, the runner-up, and the third, second runner-up. Wow, that's probably yeah, that would be really hard to do. Yeah. Oh wow. What was the episode where he wanted he wanted to go to the horse oh, races? The 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 Doctor Shoe. Oh, Doctor Footwear. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. Doctor Footwear. <laughs> I think I did that on the episode also. I kept calling him Doctor Shoe, and Alex kept having to correct me because <laughs> that because actually he does a Doctor Shoe bit at some point. That's what I think it is. I keep thinking of when you put the Doctor Shoe bits in the episodes. Yeah, that's when I was very ambitious with the breaks. <laughs> now I'm just putting the music from the episode, which I like. I actually like better. Yeah, yeah, because I, I think it pushes us too far ahead doing that bit. That's what I felt. I felt that, especially when I did the uh, beer makes you uh, women make you hot women make you buy beer and ugly women make you drink beer. Like when I was playing that, it was so out of character to what Al was in season one that it's it really is like jarring to hear that. You know, I, I, funny enough, you said that yesterday I watched, um, a clip of that exact scene and, uh, I don't know what it is, but Al just looks different. His acting is different. He just looks like compared to like, cause I'm so engrossed in season one and season two, watching that scene just really like Al looked and like in his form of acting was completely different. And now I'm really excited to see if I can spot where this like change happens. Right. Well, I know what I'm going to do with the 50 bucks. I won share it with Marcy. Wow. Hondo, you are much man. <laughs> hey, I'm not ashamed to say that it gives me great pleasure to share with my wife. What I am ashamed to say is, that's a total lie. <laughs> but she scares me to death, Al. Well, I want to enjoy my money, Steve. So I'm going to hide my money until I can decide what I'm going to do with it. And you're going to do the same thing. Oh, why would I do that? Because you have to. If, if Marcy finds out that you won money, she's going to know I won money. And then Peg here will know. <laughs> Al, what you're asking me to do goes against everything I believe in. You're asking me to lie to my wife, to deceive her. And I'm afraid I just can't do that. For less than 50 bucks. You're a real weenie, Steve. Yes, but a weenie with $50. Steve's character is in question here because the way he acts and some of the things he's been doing lately, you know, he just got done making his wife a slave for, you know, two months or two weeks, whatever the time was. And uh, then the next episode, he's worried about her and asks if he could put his foot down. And then in this episode, you find out that Steve does not get great pleasure sharing money with his wife. There are other times when he always tries to talk to Al like, I actually love my wife, Al. I, I, I enjoy spending time with her and things like that. And then we get to like, he has like a dark side. And I don't know if it's just creeping out more often because... He's hanging around Al too much, and this show just shows you what a bad influence uh, people could be. Even uh, being such a weenie that he uh, will lie to Marcy about winning money for 50 bucks. You know what? The answer for that is actually in this episode. 
Peggy says, you don't know what Al has been whispering into his ears. And it's kind of them like acknowledging what we were saying on on uh, the two past episodes, talking about how much Steve is changing because of Al and how like right. I was thinking that's going to lead to the divorce. Right. But um, you're right. But I got to ask you, Alex, how much is it going to cost you to lie to your wife? About what? Uh, about anything because it, it costs uh, Al 50 bucks for Steve to lie to his wife. I do it for free, but uh, <laughs> if, you, uh, if you're willing to pay me, uh, yeah, sure, 50 sounds good, even in today's market. <laughs> now, I would take that money and hide it down my pants, but there's enough down there already. Yeah, there's, there's too much worth already there, huh? Yeah, uh, just like Al, there's just no room down there. So instead, Al... Uh, now, what's happening here is Al's trying to now hide this. Tw- uh, now he only has twelve hundred dollars um, because Steve took fifty to shut up about it. Yeah, I've got to hide this somewhere. Pig would never look. <laughs> yeah, there's enough down there already. <laughs> So now Al hides this money in a shirt pocket of a plaid, dirty shirt that's hanging on the chair in his bedroom. Peg goes to steal his money, and I thought that the reason she act I thought she was faking being cold because he caught her going through his wallet, and then she- I thought that was her way of saying, oh, I was just uh, looking for something to wear because I'm cold. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's what she was doing. But then she roll. Then maybe she actually was cold too, or she didn't want to be like, "No, I'm not cold, so I'll just leave it." You know, like I don't. I, it's kind of weird how it played out. But yeah, she really insisted on this. Like he kept saying, "No, just you know, don't wear it." Or but I'm cold. You know, like she really was cold. Like what is? Like I don't know what time he. I, I think she was just trying to make sure she sold it enough that he wouldn't be suspicious. Ugh. Well, but I agree. I don't I I have a few problems with this episodes, um, not enough to take away like my enjoyment, but it's real. Like some of the stuff in here is really forced. Right. And just like? kind of stupid. Like, OK, so the the going to clothing is forced. Uh, the idea that I could picture Al wearing a flannel is forced because um, I'm sorry, dude. I just here. don't see. I just don't see Al wearing a flannel. He doesn't. That's a Steve. Steve would wear a flannel, not Al. Al's dad wears one down the road in season four, I think. Which is probably why Al would not wear one. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I feel like the the it's, Al hiding his money is too is too obvious and too stupid that it's obviously done just to get the joke through. There, there's just a few like episodes. If you Google Al Bunny flannel, there's a few. Episodes with Did you just Google flannel. that? Yeah. Uh, look who's trying to prove you wrong, buddy. Damn. There's, right, there's, I guess there's multiple, multiple episodes. Well, well, later on, he does become a different man than the owl we're seeing right now. Yeah, he does. Yeah, one t- he, he eventually starts wearing a purple shirt, which I hate. Oh, dude, I love purple. All, in fact, most of my all, – all my flannels except for one I think are purple. I never liked when he kind of evolved into that purple shirt thing. <laughs> yeah. But, but I guess they couldn't have him in the light blue shirt for, you know, 11 years. But. Yeah. And oh, and I'll be honest, I honestly thought hiding it in the dirty laundry was a good idea because when he did that, I was sitting there go, well, hell, how does Peggy find that? How do they lead Peggy into finding that? We know she doesn't do the laundry. 
Listen, I used to hide stuff in my clothes all the time. I can't even talk smack on this. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not. I don't have a problem with him hiding it in the laundry. I think that's smart. I'm just saying when that happened, I could not figure out how they were going to get Peggy to find that. Right. But she didn't. They did what you didn't expect them to do because you expected her to find it. Uh, well, to me, she did find it. She didn't find the money, but she found the hiding place, which is the joke that's going to happen is finding all the hiding places. Well, they, they found a great way to have her find it. I mean, uh, I, were, I, it was great then. It's not great the fourth time. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's not great when it's a spare blanket and a water bottle and a hat. And you know, yeah, I was like the water bottle part. I was like, wait, what? A hot water bottle. How does he hide it in a hot water? Like, is the water bottle not have any water in? I'm assuming it's not a clear water bottle. And plus, it's hot. So, what does that even mean? What is a hot water bottle? I think it's those rubber ones. It's one of those things that you, when you or you're like sore. Yeah, you fill it with hot water. Yeah, it's oh, like a rubber thing. Okay. See, because I didn't understand what that was, and I don't feel like it was forced how she found it. But like, Peggy would just be like, "Yeah, I was taking money from your wallet, and I'm gonna do it again because there's nothing you can do about it." Like, you know, no, I do. She's like, not that in your face about it, dude. She's never done. She's never been like that in your face. Well, uh, I mean, she's pretty in her face with the shit she's been saying to Al. So, like, would that? Do you just not think that doesn't apply with her taking the money or spending the money? I just can't see her being like, I'm taking your money and I'm going to do it again. Yeah, like she she lies about this is an old jacket, uh, this and that. Like she doesn't actually, you know, she she always tries to hide that she's spending money all the time. Like, oh, this old, remember even in 16 years of what he gets, she's like, this old dress, I've had it for years. Well, yeah, no, I I know she tries to hide it, but she kind of does a terrible job. Like I'm saying it's not believable. Her, like, obviously, Alan knows what's going on. She knows what's going on. They both know exactly what's going on in this little facade that they try to do this entire facade? time. Like, facade, yeah. yeah facade? Facade. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the French way of saying it, JP. Don't, you would know that if you were as cultured as me and Steve. Um, but, like, in this episode, to me, there were just certain times where I was like, this is a little... And it's outlandish, and even... Thinking that she did this, they had sex three days in a row, so that's three sex points for Peg, too. Your hat is the next. And that that was the only payoff when he, like, opened his eyes real wide and then ran over and took it out of the hat. That's funny, but... I think my main point is, is I just feel like the writing in this episode is kind of weak, cliched, and forced. And they didn't really try to be as inventive as I think they possibly should have and they kind of just went with the cheaper ways of making it happen i thought it was all funny i don't know what you're talking i'm not saying i don't know why you guys i didn't i'm not saying it's not funny i'm just saying that i think the writing is very cheap in this episode and it's a little hard it's a little hard for me to chew this up well it's definitely heavy-handed in some on some level but i don't know if it's cheap i I don't know if i'd call it that but uh so al hasn't cashed his paycheck for three days pay gets suspicious oh uh this morning I was going through your wallet looking for a by accident <laughs> and I just happened to notice that you haven't cashed your paycheck why well I, I just haven't had time I see you around <laughs> bye sweetie kids family meeting <laughs> What's up, Mom? Kids, I suspect your father has money. 
You know, it all makes sense now. Did you notice that last night he wasn't studying roadmaps and fondling his car keys like usual? <laughs> yeah, and I watched him shave this morning. No, I didn't pause at all near the jugular. <laughs> no kidding. Well, he's obviously got more than I thought. Okay, kids, we are going to tear this place apart. Kelly, you take upstairs. Bud, you go down into the basement, and I'll look around down here. Oh, Mom, I got stuck with the basement when his tax refund came in. <laughs> now, don't whine. There is a 10% finder's fee, and then we split. 20, 20, 60. <laughs> now, let's go. We get to one of the most amazing scenes of, uh, I mean, if this wasn't your childhood, there's something wrong with you. Uh, so they, she sends the kids to go searching for this money that might be hidden around the house. And Bud goes in the basement and comes back up. And she goes, did you find anything? And he's like, uh, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. He doesn't even answer yes or no. He just says that. <laughs> then he turns around and he has penthouse jammed down his pants. Yeah, that in was case awesome. Anyone wants to buy that issue? It's January 1986 issue. Really? I'm very into doing that because I actually have – uh, in like season uh, three or four, I think it's four, uh, Al is on a search for a certain Playboy. It's Brandy Brandt, Miss October 1987. And I looked it up and I found it on eBay and I bought it and it's framed and it's in my man cave above my bar. Well, now you got to get this one. Well, uh, this isn't as um, iconic, but I if it's $5, I'll get it. Definitely. Yeah. What, what See, year was it, uh, Jerry? Uh, January 1986, 4.49 right now on eBay. Yeah, is that with is that with shipping? Uh, Free shipping, check. maybe media shipping. Uh, 3.40 with the extra three dollars and forty cents, but under mm. ten bucks. Can you send the link to us in our uh, message? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. Oh, <laughs> oh, by the way, the joke Marcy makes. Peg says, um, if he has money, he won't come home. And Marcy's like, will he take a check? I'm sure I can get the whole block to chip in. <laughs> that line yeah, she was says actually... kick in, though. And I always found that, uh, like, when I listened to it, I was like, just sounds weird. Kick in to kick in. Uh, I feel like it is something you only say when you're around a bunch of people. Who are like, yo, who's kicking in? Who's yeah. throwing in the money? But like, I've so, heard pitch in. You know what's funny is I actually wrote chip in and not kick in because I think – if I'm talking, if I'm talking like only two people, I would say chip in and not kick in, unless there's a bunch of us in front of us. So I think subconsciously, I fully agree with uh, you on that one. <laughs> Isn't that a I, weird thing to point out? <laughs> yeah, I didn't even realize it, but literally, I, chip in is what I wrote, not kick in. Uh, there, there's a lot of really strong dialogues between that. Um, when she says she says something earlier that was really good, also um, family tradition. No, Al says it. That's their family tradition. Find a man, kill his dreams, and move on. <laughs> like, what do you, I don't what do you think about Steve and his his uh, reoccurring joke about I'm a weenie with fifty bucks? That's funny. I, yeah, I thought that like, joke was really yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> I thought Steve was like was really funny because he it, like as you get to the end of the episode, we have the thing where we talk about a lot where Steve acts like he's better and smarter than Al. But then at the end of the episode, Al gets one over on him. Like what is like what like what is he hi- like? Because Al's paying him to do what? Like to not tell not Marcy. Tell Marcy that they won collectively or something. I, yeah. To me, it just seems like that would go without saying. Yeah, yeah well. but yeah, keep in mind, Steve's not fully up on man code. 
Right. So, but, but just, like, I understand if she wants, he wants to tell his wife that he won money, right? But why does he have to be oh, like, oh, and Al won money too? You're actually right, because wouldn't it be more believable that Al didn't win money? Yeah, what? if he was just like, oh, I won, I won oh, some money, and Al wow. lost his shirt. <laughs> Yeah, Al could have avoided this whole thing by just going, yeah, just remember, I didn't win anything. And and even Peg says, be sure to bet on what Al bets on, because as you can see, he is a winner. Like, everybody expects him to lose, so why, wow. the, why the charade is just weird. JP, you just made me feel even more comfortable about the kind of bad writing <laughs> in this episode. Except I That was the about- only thing that I thought was, like, a little suspect. But uh, if you yeah. if you just chalk it up to be like, oh, well, Steve would have said something anyway because he's not – he doesn't have man code, then then it makes sense for Al to really – if Al seriously must not trust him to pay him $50 to – which is understandable because what has Steve done to to make you think that he wouldn't tell Marcy every single thing that happens in his life? And Al totally sells Steve out all the time, so Steve has no reason to be loyal in that way. Now, this whole porn star scene where Al's counting all his money and she walks in. Oh, yeah, porn star? back. Yeah, Jade, she, we just saw her in a couple episodes back. Uh, uh, Terry something. Weagle. Uh, she plays something like, yeah, Terry Weagle or something. She plays Jade, and she shows up in a couple episodes. Yeah, so she comes in and she says, Hi there, shoe man. <laughs> I was in last week, and I can't stop thinking about you. Remember me? Nightly. (laughs) I mean, vaguely. Can I help you? I don't know how else to say it. I want you. Well, that's so nice. (laughs) But I'm married. Perfect. That means you're already broken in. I thought Al just like kind of date like went into some trance or something, and then by the time he was like out of it, uh, she left already, and Steve comes in because she's she comes in again in the same exact clothes. Oh no, he was he was dreaming because it was a daydream, and that's why I think one of the clever lines here is she goes, "Do you remember me?" and he goes, "Nightly." Which is kind of a fun joke that he dreams about her, and this is a dream. Yeah, but why is she wearing the same clothes when she really does come in, and why did she really come in? Because of bad, because of bad writing. Wow, look at you! Who is the writer of this episode? Is it? I don't know. I'm just like I don't like. Don't get me wrong. I don't have this episode like rated low or anything. I just Linda Day. Okay, Jerry Ron Levitt wrote some of this. Well, you know, not everyone can have a, a good day. Not everyone has a hit day every single time. Jerry Perzigian wrote, he's in the beginning of the writing credits. Let me see what else he wrote on this show. Just one episode he wrote. Wow, maybe that's why he never wrote another episode. Yeah, he was done. He did this. And Ron Levitt wrote it with him, though. It says, writers Jerry Perzigian, Ron Levitt. If that, so let's just say it's this Jerry guy. So, yeah, he was one and done. So Yeah, you can't let someone named Jerry write your shit. It's just not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so this Terry Wigel, Wigel, Wigel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. porn star, she, she was currently still active in 2015. In porn? In porn. 
No way. She did something for uh, evasive angels called Keep It In The Family. <laughs> it could just be a, a guest spot or hosting or something. She might not uh, have actually been. Unless well, you want to pull up screenshots there, JP. Well, in 2014, she did an interracial scene. Legendary oh. players season to perfection. So even nice. if it was just a cameo, she was she was doing porn <laughs> like a year before that. <laughs> Dude, she's been she's been going since the 90s, homie. Every yeah. year. 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, all the way through the 2000s. And it's weird because when I was a kid, she's like 50 now. There's no she's 50 now. There's no one I wanted to see naked more than this girl. Like 55. When I finally, when we all, when we started doing this show and stuff, and we all realized that she's a, a porn star, <laughs> I looked up some of her stuff on like uh, Pornhub or X videos or whatever. She got more boob jobs since that episode, for sure. They're way bigger. Hey, Jerry, were you jealous when Al got to kiss Steve's fingers? Uh, I mean, it was him showing proper respect. You know, you kiss you know, the finger, the hand, the ring of, of the man. So that was just him showing proper respect. I wasn't just, I mean, I am sad that I haven't had the same opportunity to show my respects like that, show up on his cat's quinceañera and everything. But I am glad that he, he was able to show that respect. Right. Well, I got another question for you though. Did either of y'all as kids pay a girl to flash you or anything like that? And I'm talking, not talking about like when you're a teenager and you're like, yeah, flash me and I'll let you hit this blunt. But I'm talking about, like, younger than that. Uh-uh. Never, never. Like, the the closest thing I did to stuff like that was, like, Truth or Dare. I remember when, God, I, like, maybe fifth grade, we convinced, like, one of the neighborhood girls to, like, pull her pants down for $5. Really? Yeah. She was like, like I was in fifth grade. I want to say she was in sixth grade. We were actually trying to get her to show us her boobs, which she really didn't have any. But she didn't want to show us her boobs. But for some reason, she thought showing us her vagina would be better on her. And so, she, well, because if she don't got no boobs, she might be self conscious about them. But maybe. But at that point, like you're talking about a bunch of fifth and sixth graders. Yeah, when I was in fifth grade, I paid a girl to pull her pants down, and when she did, there was nothing there. What do you mean? It's just like an empty space. <laughs> oh, by the way, are you want a ride home? No, I got my car. Yeah, I saw it in the lot. Uh, but it might be tough to drive all that broken glass on your seat. Don't worry, it wasn't vandalism. They stole your radio. <laughs> Great! Well, that's actually what I was thinking, but it's not something you say to a friend. <laughs> no, Steve. Now I know what to buy. A new car stereo. It's perfect. See, now I can buy something for one of my favorite places in the world, my car. Because when I'm in my car, I don't have any way for kids. I'm alone. I'm whole. I'm with the one I love. <laughs> and Peggy never drives my car, so she'll never know. <laughs> I get to spend all my money on me. Oh, man. I'll have it installed tomorrow. Come on, let's go buy it now. Uh, wait, now we haven't, this mystery of Al's car radio continues. I mean, this has been spanning over two seasons now. So Al's car gets broken into when glasses everywhere on his seats and his radio is stolen. Once again, I mean, how many times are we going to go over this Al radio thing? It's weird now. Uh, 
How would he have a radio? He gave it to Peg. A lot of time has passed. Let's just assume that Al got another radio at some point. Yeah. Well, uh, if Jade walked into the shoe store while it was right about to close, would you tell her that, I'm sorry, miss, we're closed? You know, I actually had a... I don't... I don't know if I have a problem with the scene or not because I go back to Earth Angel and I'm like, I like Steve doesn't like fully get taken on by just looks, but he does get taken on by brains because that's what happened in that episode. So there's a part of me that goes, no, that that works with Steve because he doesn't necessarily fully care about looks. But even then, he's there's enough influence on Al on him right now that I feel like maybe he would have like said something, tried something, flirted something. So I'm half and half on this scene. Earth Angel makes me think, no, he played it to character. But at the same time, he's lying to his wife. He's hiding money from his wife. He's forced, he, he did a whole freaking revenge plot with, with Al, like, last episode, or two episodes ago. So why, but he, but he hasn't gotten to the point where he's, like, looking and staring he stared at the chick fixing the refrigerator and talked about how it looked like two kittens playing. Oh, dude, Steve's character is in question this season. And I I agree. Like are the do the writers did they watch any other episodes? <laughs> I get to spend all my money on me. Oh man. I'll have it installed tomorrow. Come on, let's go buy it now. So he could blow the whole thing on a car stereo. So he gets it and doesn't get it installed right away for whatever reason. I have no idea why you wouldn't just go there and say, install this radio. Instead, he buys it, brings it home. For what reason? I have no idea. Again, you're right. This writing, not that it bothers me. I'll say this. I I will continue to watch this episode and have a great time with it. But if you do look into it, this is like full of holes. And no wonder they got rid of Jerry. I think we should do the same thing. Time out. Don't get any ideas, okay? Both of y'all calm down. (laughs) I can hear the gears mowing. Mowing. What? I hear the gears mowing. Grinding, you mean. Or turning. Wait, whatever. Turning, grinding. Either one of those would be better than mowing. Wow. Yeah, well. (laughs) I'm distraught. Their bad writing is making me have bad talking. Just think of the the whole fat kid that you're going through. (laughs) That sounds like you just said the whole fat kid I'm going through, like I'm like I'm a cannibal. Facade, I'm sorry. Uh... It's time for no man to take a little break in the jiggly room. I'm the DJ, and I'm gonna play a little bit of music that was on this week's episode of Mary with Children. sits downstairs puts speakers on the side of him and he has to make believe he's listening to music i heard it through the grapevine 
Not much longer would you be my to all the girls I love. Big wheels keep on turning. Proud Mary keep on burning. Rolling, 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 rolling down the river, rolling down the river. He's willing to do that, yet the thought of Peg seeing it in his car for the next two weeks because she's going to need his car for two weeks is so haunting to him and so crazy that he will get rid of this radio for $200 less than he paid but he's willing to sit there downstairs with the risk of her coming downstairs. Okay, Alex, I'll let the the speaker thing go because maybe it helps with the visual gag, so therefore it's needed with the show. I can let that happen because if you just put a car radio there, it would look stupid. But keep in mind that this means that he went and got speakers from somewhere in his house and hid them with the radio in the closet. But I now have a bigger problem. How would she even know that he bought a new radio and changed it? Yeah, like, how would she know the speakers are better now and... Well, no, no, no. I don't think that he changed speakers. I think he just changed the radio. The speakers are Were those speakers sound. not for the car? No, those were, like, like speaker, like, stereo speakers. Oh, really? I didn't even realize Yes. That. Where are you going to put those big, block, big black block speakers in your car? Well, that's an old Dodge. I mean, who knows what they were like back then? I, I've seen some old cars, and I'm not a car expert, and that's, I like, I just don't... Yeah, we know. <laughs> I don't trust you. You know what? I don't. I can't say that they're for sure for the car, but I, I definitely do not trust your judgment on cars. Okay, I'm saying, as, take a screen. Okay, we'll take a screenshot of that picture and put it up. And I, I feel like everyone's going to be like, yeah, those are standard, like little small stereo speakers that probably went to his record player. But those are not for a car. That's just, I, I've never seen a car that had speakers like that. They just don't. I've. Those are standard square speakers. Well, I want to know, does the moron who wrote this episode know that Peg won a brand new car an episode ago? Like, why would her car... Yeah, why is her car in the shop? Right. It's a brand new Mustang convertible. And one episode later, she's already in the shop. (laughs) Oh, by the way, Al, I had to take my car into the mechanic. He's going to need it for a couple of weeks. So I'll have to use your car. And why would Peg have to use his car? She doesn't go anywhere or work. He has a job. Wouldn't he still be needing his car? Why is it a must that she uses it? And once Al just says, forget it, you know, uh, Steve buys Al's radio. Apparently Steve's in the market for a new radio. Like, for some reason, like, why would Steve, how is that even compatible? Why would he put it in his Mercedes? (laughs) You're a real weenie, Steve. Yes, but a weenie with a stereo and $150 stashed away that Marcy knows nothing about. <laughs> so, what are you going to do with the money, Al? But I always knew I would. Well, what can I say? You, my friend, are a loser. Whereas I am your consummate winner. this buddy marcy now let me explain now steve wasn't hiding anything from you he was doing me a favor 
He was hiding my $150. Because he would never hide anything from you. Right, Steve? Right. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. All right, guys, so we're back. Yes, join all of our social media. Uh, We're at the end of season two here. We have one episode to go. This show is going to get really big and take off, guys, so you want to be a part of the community uh, on the ground floor. You don't want to be a newbie when uh we're already rocking and rolling so get on the social media so guys uh it's time to rate this episode father load uh justin how many places out of five are you gonna try to hide your winnings okay so first of all this episode is not as bad as these guys are saying because i think that you guys are being hard on some of the things that are happening in this half of them can be explained away but there, there, there's a lot of things that I feel like could be explained away, especially the fact that we've never done continuity here. Like what episode has continuity really besides like two parters? Uh, I don't think very many of them do at all. I mean, we've literally seen same characters come in and play different people and there's no continuity between the characters. Uh, I like this episode mostly because it's funny. I, I, th- I think this is one of the funnier episodes in the entire season, honestly. Like I actually laughed out loud a few times. I like the setup to this episode i like seeing uh this sort of dynamic i like the i like the end part where al kind of accepts his fate where he's like oh this is what i'm this is what my life is where it was i I knew it was gonna go here all along i tried to fight it but this is what's gonna happen and then i i like the final little little like you know al kind of wins a little bit because he gets steve i like that so i'm coming in at four places to hide the money out of five nice Jerry, how do you rate Father Load? And by the way, it's a play on Mother Load. Like uh, you won the Mother Load. We never really mentioned that. That's you, you. That's how you normally refer to like coming into a ton of money. Like you hit the Mother Load. Oh, I thought they were talking about that scene in that penthouse magazine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's Father Load because Al has the money here. Maybe I am being too hard on this episode, and if I am, I'll take that. That's fine. I feel like. There are a lot of the t- things I there were parts that I agreed with JP. There were parts where I said I can accept this for the visual gag. The problem is, is every episode. Yes, there are things in a sitcom you're going to have to look over, whether it's for a visual gag. And I think there are issues where you're going to have continuity issues. That's true. But I don't think they should be happening within a couple of episodes. It's different this season than it is next season. I think that's acceptable, but I, in, the, in in literally like less than three episodes, 
I can't really accept that. That's that's bad show writing. That's bad story writing. That's not knowing the the season you're in. The creators of the show, the showrunners, should be looking out for things like that. And and or I don't know if this was just a lazy episode and they got this one guy to write it who apparently has never written anything before or after dealing with married with children. Maybe they gave someone a shot and. They filmed it anyway, though I don't know how they read this script and was like, yeah, we're going to do it. There are a few gems of dialogue in this episode, but unfortunately that does not save it for me. There's just too many problems. I really do think the plot has a lot of forced actions, and I do think the writing's cheap. Um, So I'm giving it a 2.5. I'm sorry. Ooh, wow. Second one, or is it the third one ever? Second, uh, third 2.5. In the show, second for me this season. Wow. Hmm. Uh, Okay. Uh, This episode I've uh, always loved. I think it's great. Uh, The premise, and when you look too deeply into it, yes, there are holes, plot points that just don't add up and things like that. But as an experience of just sitting down and watching TV and not having to do uh, an exploration or breakdown or analytical type, uh, you know, uh, review. It's it's a great episode and a, a fine addition to season two. Um, it's funny the whole way through about none of the jokes go flat. The, the girl coming in the shoe store, we got another, like, that's like highlights to me. Great stuff. Um, Al, you know, his car gets broken into. Nobody cares. He's going to, you know, he has a way to spend the money. Even that doesn't work. He loses again. Loses by Peg needing his car. Loses by selling it to Steve for less than he paid for. And just like uh, Justin said, at the end, he gets that one last zinger of the guy who's been, like, poking and prodding him all episode by just... uh, Al being the loser and him being the winner and and that he turned the tables at the very end perfect ending and perfect payoff so uh, despite a couple like you know omissions here that are pretty glaring um, I still love the episode so for me it's a 4 out of 5 only for looking at it for something like this will you find issues but other than that it's 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 fine yeah and even then you might be able to explain away some of those issues yeah, maybe. Maybe on the season two wrap-up show, we'll, we'll <laughs> attack three of them, you know, and see if we could come up. We can't waste too much time on it, but yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll do something. I'm glad to see here that you liked it. I thought you were a little more hater on it like Jerry, but turns I'm out... Not, it's not... It, I don't you think that's fair to call me a hater for it. I'm, like, there's clear issues with it. Like, it's not me, like, hating it for no reasons. Yeah, if he has honest issues, This is not up to par with most of the Married with Children episodes we've seen. And if I give every single episode a three or a four, then we're never going to have any bad episodes. Therefore, we don't have. I I agree with everything you're saying. And I was only joking about the hater thing, obviously. But I do think, and this is my honest opinion, that there have been other episodes where we've ignored things like this. And this one, you decided but to shine a magnifying glass. But here's the thing. Can you find an episode where I've had this many complaints about one episode? Uh, probably the other one you rated 2.5. <laughs> no, I think that one was just that one was just boring. Yeah. This right. like It wasn't for technical issues. I'd have to look at my notes. Uh, my point five is just because there are a couple of really good lines. And there are where I really laughed, but 
I've got I've got to I've got to hold them accountable for this many mistakes. Before we wrap this up, let's put it in context. Jerry gave Earth Angel of the 2.5. So I that is the most ridiculous rating I've ever heard for that. But that one was purely because it just did not work for me on a comedy level. That was not because of problems or issues. It just didn't work for me on a comedy level. I wasn't saying the episode was bad, but it did not work for me on a comedy level. Well, guys, see what we think next week when we review All in the Family. Al's quiet three-day weekend plans to watch his favorite John Wayne movie, Hondo, are ruined when Peggy's eccentric relatives come to visit the Bundy household. 